The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Chadville, happy oh, home day. On my last day in studio for a little while, we'll be on location tomorrow at uh, Santa's Depot. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we are doing the show live from uh, the depot, and uh, it's a drop-in day, so you can That's drop right. in and help out if you want. So hopefully, not with uh, the show, but no, with no. you know wrapping presents. Well, and all uh, that you sort know, of let's stuff. not be so quick well, to dismiss hey. that help if it's there, <laughs> depending on who it is. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, today, of course, is the last Wednesday of the month as well, which means we'll be joined by Dr. Gantz Ferens today too with another episode of How Does That Make You Feel? A good one too for this time of year. Stress. It's all about stress. Which, you know, we talked to um, leading edge physiotherapist uh, Grant Fedoric yesterday about stress related to neck. So, should be an interesting follow-up to that conversation. He always uh, helps us. uh... That was weird that you crumpled that right in the microphone. Oh, it was over here a little bit. I didn't mean to do it right there. (laughs) I I might apologize. I I thought it was over here a little bit. Yeah, there you go. It's a fairly directional mic. Sure, yeah. Okay, all right. Fine. Okay. Throwing papers out here, cleaning things up. Yep. Doing what you got to do. How was the hockey game last night? Oh, it was good. It was yeah. a good hockey game. Shouldn't have gone to overtime against a team like uh, Arizona, but it did go to overtime and we won the game. Bought the uh, 50-50 as soon as I got to the uh, to Rogers' place. Had the right uh, first three numbers. Yeah. So I don't know how many thousands of numbers that put me out, but... How about Buddy that won? Yeah. What was it, 250 grand? 270 grand? $259,177. Yeah, George. Way to go, George. Yeah, he looked pretty happy in the picture I saw. And I I thought I read somewhere as well that 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous was uh, one of the charities that was also receiving a portion of that. You know how it's, you know, people selling. I'm not sure if that was correct or not. But anyway, yeah, because, you know... Half goes to that person, half goes to a different uh, yeah. bunch of charities. Well, I just, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It says uh, it supports local charitable mm-hmm. organizations, so that could include Santa's Anonymous, uh, minor hockey and ringette associations in northern Alberta, and the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Yeah. They Those, were doing a brisk uh, business last night. Yeah, I saw Jespo uh, tweeting it. You know, he was like, oh, it's going to be a big one. And we all kind of knew that. I mean, Edmonton, come on. Anytime that happens, you think about the Eskimos. You got a $70,000 um, $70, over, what do you call it? Um, yeah, held over from the... Yeah. yeah. From It, it always uh, turns into something is. being a holdover. It's a holdover. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A $70,000 holdover, and it's going to uh, always turn. People are going to say, how much can we get this up to? Do they wait right to the end of, like, halfway through the third period in that one, or when, when did they announce that Yeah, one? it's in the third period. Yeah. So oftentimes, you know, it's the reason you stay at mm-hmm. any sporting well, event. Depending on the game, sure Right, is. although last night that wasn't the case. Not the biggest jackpot uh, that they've ever had last season. There was a couple that uh, won $337,000. During the playoffs? Yeah, it was uh, Edmonton's <laughs> opening round playoff series against San Jose. And that was also because the 50-50 pot was carried over. And it became the largest in the team's history. So this was not a record setter, but it was certainly a, a life changer if you if you won that kind of cash. Hey, that's uh, that's a nice little hunk of cash. You know, it's funny too because as they were, 
you know, you think, well, what would happen if you want and, you know, you don't even know where to go. And as they're, you know, telling you to get your tickets out, you're thinking, okay, well, I hope the, hope the booth where I pick up this cash is close by, you know, like it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but even as they announced the numbers, and like I say, the first three, I was like, well, those are my numbers, right? Um, the, I still felt absolutely no disappointment in losing because, or not winning because, you know you're not going to win, right? I mean, I know somebody has to, but you, I, I don't go into it like, oh, this is a oh, life changer. Life or death. Yeah, yeah, no, no not it's happen. not. Not at all. So, hmm. so yeah, so that was good. Uh, yeah, so Dr. Gans, uh, between 3 and 4 this afternoon, we have another uh, pair of tickets to give away to see Diana Krall November, November 7th, December 7th at the Jube. So we'll do that. Looking forward to it. Um, some the last bunch of information came out today from uh, the last, uh, you know, the Stats Canada survey mm-hmm. thing, and it it kind of got it, one of the things that it focused on was travel time, so commuting and where the worst commutes are in uh, in the country, and in Toronto. Uh, top that list and so that average commute time was about 34 minutes followed by Oshawa at 33 minutes that's uh, an odd yeah Oshawa. now I know my my, my uh, uncle used to work in Oshawa and would commute from Peterborough because there was the big uh, car plant there years. well I was going to yeah. say Oshawa is very automotive right that's yeah. a lot of automotive plants there. Uh, Barrie Ontario at 30 minutes, Montreal at 30 minutes, Vancouver at 29, Hamilton at 28, Ottawa 27, Calgary at 26, and then Edmonton at 25.9 minutes for the average one-way commute in 2016. And here's the thing to consider, just uh, so you know, you're comparing oranges and oranges and not oranges and apples. What they look at is from the time you walk out your front door to the time you walk into your workplace. So that Mm -hmm. would include uh, walking from your house to a bus stop and waiting for the bus, for example. So it's not necessarily turning the key in your car and driving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's overall time from the moment that you walk out your front door. But again, you know, I don't know how accurate this is. I was surprised, 25.9 for Edmonton. I thought it would be longer than that. I did that. too. I did too. Because any time that I've had, I was going to call it an opportunity, but any time, you know, coincidentally I'm in traffic during what you would typically call rush hour, it's like a parking lot out there. Yeah. I mean, my hat off to everybody who commutes every day because... And I mean, I see it sometimes, even if I'm not in the traffic, from my house, I can see a Twilliger backed up because everybody's getting off Anthony Henday, right? No, from from the workplace, from here where we work to your house, that's about a 15-minute commute. Yeah. Um, 10 to the bend, 15 to the 10 to the bend, 15 to to Twilliger. My commute range is kind of right around there at 25 to 30 minutes one way, but when I when I started to think about just how spread out this city is, mm-hmm. again I go back to thinking that that average time of twenty five minutes, I, I just didn't expect it to be that low. I thought it would be forty minutes, well, or more. You know, forty forty ish. So I'm, I'm curious, Chedville, what is what is your commute time? Um, and it, and it in, in steady in steady traffic too. Yeah, it depends on how you commute as well. I'm talking about a car, right? But Statistics Canada uh, took into account how you commute, and while Canadians mostly it doesn't matter if you're Edmontonian or Torontonian, most Canadians commute by car. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. But there's been a marked increase in the number of people who commute taking public transit. Yeah, yeah. Although they also noted that those who do take public transit 
pretty much always have a longer commute than people who take their cars. So I guess that shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. But here's the uh, proportion of people taking public transport or transit. It's edged up in every census. It's currently at 12.4%. So more than a tenth of you uh, rely on public transport. And they say, uh, they surmise, that more would, but it's quite dependent on infrastructure. So, of course, the bigger the city, the more likely... And there's no bus service at right. a high end of town. Exactly. And if you look at a place like Vancouver, mm-hmm. where the Sky Rail has increased its uh, routes, then, gee, coincidentally, more people have taken trans- transit. But the other one was cycling. <laughs> hey, all you cycling fans out there, listen to these numbers. Yeah, get ready to dial. You should be hovering over your phone right now to complain. Cycling is the fastest-growing mode of transportation in the country, mm-hmm. and the number of people cycling to work has increased by 88% over the last 20 years. But it's still only a tiny fraction of Canadians. Those who said that they, Canadians, now in any city, and it could be, you know, as well, small towns, big cities, the percentage of Canadians who say that this is how they commute is 1.6%. But again, as with the infrastructure, as with public transit, the suggestion is, well, many don't because it's not there for them to take advantage of. There's not bike lanes, right? Uh uh, yeah, I still wouldn't pedal the bike and I wouldn't take a bus to work. Hmm. I just don't think I would. I think it's just easier to get in your car and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, it is, of course. Yeah, yeah. and um, I know there's a lot of people about wanting to you know, talk about you know, changing. How do, we, how do we change a community to... Because Edmonton, very, very dependent on its vehicles, <laughs> you know, even in the areas where there are, you know, there's good, uh, you know, ETS service where there is whatever, what, maybe you're on one of the main lines mm-hmm. for the LRT and it's, it's going to help you out. I, I would take, I would take train. I would take LRT. I'd be very interested if, if I could get to it without having to drive to it. You know, that's, that's, yeah. it would have to be easy. I need to keep in mind me. as well that when they talk about how people commute, it's considered to commute in a car if you take Uber or a taxi as well. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your car, right? I'm just thinking about the game last night, for example. There is it. There is a method by which to get to Rogers Place by bus and train. Mm-hmm. We took Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's just my choice. So in that particular case, I would prefer, for example, I know it's not community to work, but it's community. Uh, I would have preferred to take my car, but the issue becomes finding parking, right? Mm -hmm. So instead, I take Uber. Get dropped off. Who, again, by the way, took me on a bizarre route. Okay, you need to talk to them beforehand. You know you can do that. Tell them which route you want to go. Well, my face is in my phone. I'm tweeting people. I'm busy. You're not allowed to complain about it then. I'm just saying. You look up and you're like, why are we in Beaumont? So, Chedville, uh, Sebastian says, I live out of town near Wizard Lake and I commute to near South Common. Takes me 35 minutes on average. Um, this one says my average commute time for night shifts is easily 45 minutes to one hour. Day shift is 20 minutes. Time of the day plays a big factor. Uh, I'm in YYC. I'm in Calgary. 43 minutes each way. No traffic. I leave at 5 a.m. to avoid traffic. We have no transit service in our neighborhood. And Brock... Uh, he's just hopping on the handy, I'm guessing, here. 35 to 40 minutes daily, one way from northwest Edmonton to Leduc. Now, my husband 
commutes from deep southwest Edmonton to Leduc every day, and he's looking at about 25 minutes, uh, depending on which way, if you're going the back way through Devon or if you're, right. if you're hopping on and, you know, taking the QE2, which, as you know, this morning heading out towards Leduc, there was a big accident and everything got bunged up around 41 Avenue. Well, since you mentioned that, I wonder how many of these statistics are skewed by the fact that not everybody lives who commutes in Toronto, for example, in downtown Toronto or in Vancouver, because a lot of people have chosen a more suburban life, but work downtown, right? Just like here, people work in Spruce Grove, they work in, <laughs> you know, Sherwood Park, yeah. but they but they work, or I should say they live, but they work in downtown Edmonton. Uh, half an hour each way with a 12-hour shift in between, says this texter, and Lyle says, my commute time between my house and where I work, that would be Santa's workshop, rain, shine, sleet or snow is usually around 20 to 25 seconds, depending on whether the dogs lick me or not. <laughs> well, and that was one of the other things that they uh, looked at, too, and I don't have those numbers in front of me. I just saw something go by about the number of people working at home who are doing the job Ooh, from home, that's... the numbers. I think I think it actually dropped uh, a percentage. So yeah, not as to uh, so as not to cast out on the numbers, but I wonder how the stats Canada looks at that because your commute would be zero then. Or, or perhaps they only looked at those who do commute. Oh, These are the times, right? From sundry, uh, one and a half hours to two and a half hours one way if roads are good. That's your commute. How long? An hour and a half to two and a half hours. Wow. Where are you commuting to? I wonder how these numbers would compare to like Los Angeles or New York. I live in uh, Northeast Edmonton, work in Sherwood Park. It's 10 to 15 minutes on the Henday. Um, yeah, based on the work site, it's 20 to 25 minutes, but I choose to drive to work at 5 a.m. to avoid traffic, but I start my shift at 7. So mm. you're getting to work 90 minutes early. Wow. I live south side Leduc to south side Edmonton, and it's 31 minutes on a quick day, 45 to 60 minutes if it's slow. That's Corey the Carpenter. Hmm. Seven minutes, Beaumont to Niskew from Carl. Yeah, listen to that, eh? Too much life wasted on commuting. I, hmm. I you know, when the commute is going well, I, I really enjoy that half an hour in the vehicle on the way to work that half an hour on the in the vehicle on the way home from work um whether i can make phone calls you know call my parents call my mom-in-law or don't talk to anybody and just put on whatever music that i want to hear and enjoy that and it kind of gets you for me either geared up on the way to work and then chilling out as i'm heading home you know i used to watch when i was out in toronto the commuters on the go train around the Uh subway and be slightly almost envious of the time that they get to read a book or just look out the window or just you know decompress from a day of work but on the other hand if like yesterday i want to get home really quickly grab hunter and head to the game uh, I definitely don't want a 45-minute commute, Mm-mm, right? So, mm-mm. But it is interesting how big cities, uh, the people who live in big cities, just sort of adapt yeah. to that. Well, it's, it just becomes their way of life. Yeah, it, well, it has to if, you, if, you, if that's where you choose to live. Well, think about Southern Ontario, and I know uh-huh. you know all about Southern Ontario. You try leaving Toronto, downtown uh-huh. Toronto, going to wherever. Yeah. Um, you have to leave, depending on the time, you have to... If you leave at 5, I'm making up these numbers. You leave at 5, you don't get in until yeah. 7. You leave at 6, you get in at 7. You know what I mean? It's last, last time driving out of Pearson, I think I, it was a Wednesday afternoon, 2, 2.30. I finally yeah. left Pearson, and I'm <laughs> going over towards Trenton. It was... Uh, 
It was oh. busy. It wasn't too like the the traffic was moving and it was a little hairy at times, but at least it, it was moving. Now, had it got bunged up, got stopped, that's when you think, oh my gosh, how do you deal with this? I know. But they deal uh, but with how it do you, better. But but then the other thing is, how do you deal with it every day? So you don't want to, you don't live in work, you don't live in downtown Toronto or wherever it is. Maybe you live. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was going to say. They kind of, and this, you know, you, this does not speak to every citizen of Southern Ontario, yeah. but in these big cities like L.A. or Vancouver, or Toronto, wherever, um, they they see it so often that they don't do the stuff that we do here that you often see. Yeah. You, you don't see them dodging in and out trying to play, uh, you know, some video, you know, Frogger or whatever. <laughs> they just know that's yeah. the way it is, right? Your commute, Chadville, what is it these days? Uh, Statistics Canada, the last uh, batch of information from that last survey released today suggesting that Edmonton, the average commute is about 25.9 minutes. 25.9 minutes. Where do you fall in there? Um, where else was on here? Uh, Lethbridge, 16.8 minutes. And I think Calgary was on here as well at 26.5. Let us know hmm. at 630, 6.30. Talking about your commute time on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. You can get a hold of us at 496-0063. Text us at 6.30, This one uh, says, my drive time is 30 minutes, and it's great because I listen to your show. Well, thank you for listening. Appreciate that. Uh, Aaron's called in this afternoon. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Jaylen. So, yeah, I used to live in Oshawa. Yeah. uh, To go from, say, like Camp X area uh, down by the GM plant, to the north end, uh, that was easily every day one hour. Really? Why? I uh, just traffic is terrible. Okay. The structure is, is non-existent. My da- then, my my uncle used to drive in from Peterborough every day. Yes, I lived in PI. Well, I went to Trent. Uh, okay. Yep. But uh, then uh, I, I moved to Stouffville, or just north of Stouffville, and I used to drive uh, to my company's head office in Scarborough. And if you took the 404, that was, I would leave around 5.30, hopefully, to get there for eight. Uh, what? Oh. Oh, it was crazy. Wait, is 404, I can't remember, is 404 the toll one, or is that 404? No, that's the 407. 407, right. Yeah, so, uh, but now uh, I'm lucky, that I first off, I discovered the uh, GO train actually went to Stouffville, so I was able to uh, connect on the train there which for $40 a month or whatever it was, uh, what a great transit system. Because like you said, you get to sit and read a book, you can uh, hop on your laptop if you want, and uh, you can get everything done. But uh, here in Edmonton now, I mean, I'm out on the road a little bit, but uh, my commute is about 60 seconds from my bedroom to my my home office. Nice, (laughs) nice. Nice. Aaron, how long have you been working at home for? Uh, well, since I came to Edmonton, which is, uh, it will be six years coming up on uh, June. And and you enjoy working from home? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't ever uh, uh, understand what that's like. You know, you, you want to uh, go on a video conference call, uh, you put a quick shirt and tie on, <laughs> and mm-hmm. no one knows that you're still wearing your pajamas. <laughs> sort of like a news anchor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for the phone call. Take it easy. Thanks. You guys, too. Alrighty. Um, 
live on the farm and work in Stony Plain. 12-minute commute. People keep telling me to work in Edmonton. No way. <laughs> Jane Andrew, it's too bad that police didn't focus on keeping traffic flowing during an accident. Would it work if there were crash teams that went to accidents whose job was to restore the flow? What would your commute averages be then? That's from Albert. Mm, is there a better way to commute? Is there a better way to get around an accident? Because, you know, uh, again, you'd have to pick apart their statistics to see, but it's actually a valid question. So does that take into account, for example, construction? If there's a ton of construction in a particular city, would in that year the commute be affected mm-hmm. statistically, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, if it's an average, right? Yeah. And there's always construction going on in this Oh, in city. Edmonton, my gosh. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Talking commute times on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. You can get a hold of us at 4960063 or text us at 630630. Uh, Stats Canada saying that Edmonton sits at um, 25.9 minutes on average uh, for your commute. Some of your texts coming in. How about this one, Jay? Uh, If you want to be envious of somebody's commute. Mm. My former job was seven minutes on a good day, 12 minutes on a Mm. bad day. Sherwood Park to 34 Street. Did that for years. And now in the mining sector and closest customer is six hours away in southeast BC. Love it. As I usually can hear 630 all (laughs) the way there. Thank you for that. And nothing beats seeing Western Canada and getting paid for it. Sure. Dave says my commute is 40 minutes from Alberta Beach and I love it. It lets me get ready for my day and forget it before I get home. Huh. I commute from West Ed to Refinery Row every day. Would love to walk to work again. I used to see train one way and walk one way every oh, day. If gosh. only I could now. I'd forgotten about that. When I grew up in Charlottetown, my dad was told that he needed to lose weight and the doctor suggested he just walk to work. Yeah. And he it would take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, did it every day, lost the weight. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a bit of a long walk from our house. For houses. us, it would be a bit much. <laughs> get home at midnight, turn around, start walking again. Um, Mike, we'll get your phone call just in a second. Uh, this one, one hour from Vegreville to Southside Edmonton. For 20 years now, I've only ever received one speeding ticket during mm. that time. Well Good done. Hey, Mike. Hi, hi. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. You were talking about from Trenton. I'm from Belleville. Oh, yeah. Um, so I fly back and forth to Belleville to visit my parents and everything else. I fly into Toronto around seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and then get then I get a rental car and drive back to Belleville. That's the only way I do it. Because unless you want to spend like three four hours in traffic, and I hate traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents when they go from uh, from Belleville to Barry, yeah, my mom like they're in their uh, late seventies. My mom will not let my dad drive on the 401. Yeah. So they have to take Highway 2. It takes him about five hours. And he will only drive when he goes up to see my aunt. He leaves their house at 3 in the morning mm-hmm. to drive up there. And that's it. And oh. they live in Barry. You know what, Mike? I was when I did that trip last year from uh, from uh, from Toronto to Trenton and then over to Belleville, um, I was... 
I, all I kept thinking about, I know is that my, my mom and my stepdad have both made that trip uh, a couple of times. And I'm thinking, I don't want them driving this road. Yeah, I don't want yeah, them on, on it. I, I, I really now, started to worry about it in, in the future if it happens again. I heard a couple of years ago, I'm not sure if it's still right, but I heard the 401 was the most busiest highway in North America. I don't. Yeah, I haven't I heard that, but I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you yeah, said you grew up in... In Belleville. Belleville? Yep. Is there still, is there a bar there called, I think it's Dolan's Landing? <laughs> I used to go to that bar. <laughs> there was comedy there once a week. It used to be comedy on Thursday night. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, it closed out a long time ago. i got to be honest with you, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, Andrew's yeah. always said it's one of the worst it's places It's one of the worst one-nighters in the country. Yeah, uh, it used to be, and then... Uh, because I'm, like, I'm only 48, so I used to go to the bars a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Then I went to, uh, uh, used to be a country bar <laughs> in Little Texas. Yeah. And, and then there used to be, uh, I can't remember the other one, but it actually, it was really, really bad. In 1994, uh, I was at Dolan's Landing opening for somebody. I was an opening act. And they booed him off the stage, and the manager phoned his agent and said, tell that guy never to do comedy because he's never going to succeed. <laughs> and you know who the guy was? Norm MacDonald. Oh, my gosh. And it oh, was that really? year that he landed the SNL gig reading the news. Jeez. Yeah, Belleville's a hard town. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Belleville. You know what? When I was there, you know, this this summer, I love the Belleville-Trenton area. I love the, the Quinty area. And mm. I, I kept thinking to myself... like Kingston, all that, there was a real pull for me back to that part of the country. And I don't know what it is. It's just, I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. And for me and my kids and everything else, when we go back to visit our family, like my my mom and dad are there and my kids, mom and dad and grandparents are there and everything else. Uh, When we go back, both me and my son, we can't wait to leave there. Like after three days, we're waiting for yeah. him to leave. That's it had, it I had, don't know what it is. It had been a long, long time since I like we left Belleville when I was in grade eight. Uh, uh, yeah, so because um, I went to what Sir Mackenzie Bull and Sir John A. Macdonald over by that. What's the big high school over there? I can't remember it, but there's a big track right high there. School? Yeah. Um, that, but that was well, the longest time that I, it's the the first time I've been back in a long, long uh, time. That that is a whole other topic. That's funny because all my family, my children, and my wife are all Albertans, mm-hmm. born and raised, yeah. and I'm a maritimer, right? But when I, I'm like you, Mike, when I go back to Charlottetown, they're all amazed at the touristy aspect of it. Two days in, I can't wait to get out yeah. of there. Yeah, like I'm not sure that I'd ever want to live back in Belleville again, but there was just something about that area, and maybe it's just because it was a special time when I was a kid. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and my aunt, she's from Two Hills, and she used to tell my dad how about, oh, we're going to go 45 minutes to meet so and so for a coffee, and my parents used to say what? And when I talked to my buddies and everything else, they say, yeah, I just didn't go for Lord Drive, and they said, how long going for it? Oh, we're just going to go to the mountains. I want to go three hours away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what, Mike? Growing up down yeah. there, Belleville area, some of the best beaches. You go across to uh, Prince, what is it, Prince Edward Island there is the yeah. Sandbanks and Outlet. Yeah. Oh. We used to go to a, um, a Pesquillo in Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I found that one was better because you could go on the one side. It was like a little bit wavy and everything else. Uh. You go out at, uh, about 100 feet, 200 feet. Yeah. you only up to your waist. 
And then if you didn't, let, if it got too wavy, you could go on the other side and go out about thirty feet, <laughs> and it'd still be up to your waist. Mike, great uh, reminiscing with you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no problem. Take yeah, it easy. Good. On the way out to that beach. We'd go out to Sandbanks, and on the way out there, we'd stop at this little convenience store, and we'd get, remember, Tahiti Treat? Of course, yeah. But it was when it was the pull tabs, and yeah. it had the, the, the little circles. Yeah, I remember that. And then you would drink it, you'd get it, you can't wait to get it, you'd put it into the sand, and it would sit there in the sun, and by <laughs> the end of the day, you'd take a swig, and it's just syrup, gritty syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember right? that. You know, yeah. the sand would blow in there, and it's so sweet, and it's thickened all up, and it's like, ah! But it was the best. <laughs> Greedy Syrup, that would be ah, a great band name. That, yeah. Greedy Syrup. That was my nickname in high school, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> okay, T-Bone. <laughs> uh, on the 401 once, we were going 140 because that was pretty much the safe speed. Yes. Got passed by a minivan full of kids. Mom was on the cell phone in one hand and turned to us and gave us the finger with the other because we were going too slow. <laughs> my wife commutes from Red Deer to Calgary. has been doing that for 12 years. Red Deer to Calgary. Actually, oh, my... that's what, 90 minutes? My sister-in-law... Had a job for a year in Calgary, didn't move because my brother was, in, mm-hmm. and drove to Calgary every day. I, I just realized right now how crazy that is. From where? From Edmonton. Oh, yeah. Really? You're driving six hours a day? Come on. Some days she would stay over yeah, yeah. for a couple of days, but at the very least she would commute, and, uh, you know, like maybe three times a yeah. week. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy now that I think about it. But I bet you there's people in... How about those people in Vancouver Island that work in mm-hmm. Vancouver? Mm-hmm. I mean, the ferry crossing alone is, what, an hour and 15? And that's assuming you get right on the ferry yeah. and right yeah. off, right? Yeah. Hmm. Good times, huh? All the time we spend in our vehicles. Oh, that red pop was good, but so sweet. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> Tahiti treat. Where do you even get that anymore? Mm, probably nowhere. I bet you if you cut that with soda water, it might be tolerable. Sure, or rum. Well, yeah, that'd be really sweet, though. You need to cut it with soda water first. Yeah, that's first. true, yeah, yeah. Unless you really like the sweet stuff, which A I know you like. Your, it. I do. You like the sweet stuff. <laughs> you and my husband. It's crazy. Hmm. I have to cut everything. Cut iced tea. Cut yeah. fresca. There you go. Cut pop. We should cut out of here and do this. And do this. So, talking about traveling, crazy story out of the States. American Airlines. Yeah, I had to read it twice to make sure I was reading it correctly. We've all heard about the computer glitch up here in Canada, right, with federal workers, and many of them haven't been paid, and they've spent millions upon millions Mm. to fix it, and they can't get to the... Well, now American Airlines has a kind of a similar situation, I guess, not costing them millions, but could 15,000 airline pilots, and you heard it on our news today, Eileen Bell talking about it, um, there was a glitch in their computer system. So basically everybody was allowed to book Christmas off. And you, you know what it's like <laughs> at your office or warehouse? Oh, or the juggling you know, that has to be done. Right, like there's all this negotiation about who's going to be here and maybe you draw straws or whatever. But American Airlines just allowed everybody to book it off. So now what do you so, do? So, hey, if you're flying American over Christmas, <laughs> heads up. It'll affect 15,000 of their flights. Now, of course, they've got a little bit of time to work on this, although their Christmas season starts shortly. Um, they've sent an email to all their employees, offered their pilots extra pay if they'll work certain flights in the busy holiday period, Uh, but a grievance filed by the union against management said that the restriction on overtime pay were a violation of the group's contract. So, 
I guess the pilots are saying, nope, you made the mistake. We booked the vacation. You're going to pay for you're gonna, it. You're going to live with it. So something has to be worked out there. December 17th through the 31st. You know, it sounds like they quoted a union member. As of uh, early on Wednesday, union said management had not reached out to discuss how best to resolve the shortage. So I guess, I don't want to call it blackmail, but I think it's, you know, kind of like, nope, the contract says this. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure they want to, re- I mean, I'm sure both sides want to resolve, but I, uh, the pilots have probably figured out they've got them by the... Yeah, they're, they're going yeah. to make some money off of this or get something out of it for sure. Well, you know what? They're notoriously underpaid in the United States, pilots in general. So I can see where they would jump on this opportunity to, to cash in on the Christmas season. You just season. imagine sitting around in the staff room at uh, American a- Airlines. Hey, <laughs> Hey, Rob, what are you doing? Uh, are you working this year? No, I got it off. Hey, Ted, what are you doing? No, I got it off. Why is that? Who's, who's covering the flight <laughs> to Minneapolis? Yeah, I wonder, and wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall when the person, uh, oh. you know, who sent, who whatever, made the mistake, discovered the error? That's got to be a horrible moment in time. You, you well, did what? You know what? That kind of reminds me of what was it? The was it was it Nate or Grant McEwen downtown on that fifteen million yeah, dollar? I wanted to meet whoever <laughs> made that mistake, and not um, to ridicule, but just to know, how's that, your life now, boss? Can can I talk to you for yeah, a moment? Yeah, like how does that oh! how does that conversation even start with your boss? You know, have you got a second? Scab pilots, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, uh, while we're talking about poor uses of the internet. Yes. But I guess that's what this is. And this is the type of story. We'll have Dr. Gans coming up in just a few minutes. So I didn't want this to get lost. And I'm, you know, probably won't get to it while we're at Santa's Anonymous uh, Depot tomorrow and I'm gone Friday. I, I, there's, there's a moral message in this story. There's two Americans that have been arrested in Thailand. And, and these two guys apparently had a social media account that they called Traveling Butts. Yep. And what they did was they went to well-known uh, tourist sites all around the world yep. and took a picture of their, butts. of their butts by whatever they were next to. So it could be Disneyland. It could be whatever. CN in, Tower. Sure. Right. In this particular case, it was a temple in Thailand. Yes. And very important. Temple. I guess before I judge them or the, what, 14,000 people that apparently the account had in followers. The account is gone now, by the way, so you can't find it, the Traveling Butts account. So these guys are in front of a temple in Thailand, and they take this picture, and then they post it on whatever social media account it was, Facebook, I don't know. Instagram, I think. Yeah, okay, and then it was Instagram. And then they go to leave Thailand, and they're arrested at the airport because police have been looking for them ever since. Now, each of them has been fined $150. Mm-hmm. They've gotten rid of their account. But in Thailand, there's a law. Uh, it's a controversial law, but it's used quite often. It's about computer crime. And basically what it says, if you put an obscene photo on the Internet, um, that you can spend up to five years in jail. And they consider the fellow's butts to be obscene. So they've not yet charged them with this, but at this moment, they've not left Thailand. They're being held by immigration. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at laying the charge. And here's my thing. I don't want these poor boys to go to prison for five years in Thailand. I really don't. But give your head a shake, boys. You're in... 
A foreign country. When you're traveling to another right. country, you need to be aware of the rules yes. and whether it's about dress and modesty and pictures, exactly. anything. And res- be respectful. Respect- you're at a temple. How many times have we seen this? There was one earlier this year. I think it was a woman on top of a That's right. the mountain that was some sacred mountain That's right. naked. Yeah. And, yep. whoa, what's the matter? I was just taking a picture. Well, yep. And I don't want to say that this is a, an American thing. It's an, it's no, an it's every everybody thing right but aside from that and that's my biggest point too i was just i rolled my eyes like i say i don't want to see these guys go to prison but smarten up boys you're in somebody else's country and you're making a mockery of something that they consider yeah. to be absolutely yeah. sacred but the other side of it is how did 14,000 people find pictures of these two guys showing their butts to be compelling enough uh, to follow them on Instagram. Well, because there's a lot of quirky things that people follow on Instagram. I know, but it just seems um, like... Maybe they're nice butts. I think everybody needs to give their heads a shake and stop shaking their butts. Cause, and I know I sound like the old guy here, <laughs> you but are. I, I just I can't like imagine the, the appeal. You know, I need to see where these guys' butts are next. You know, like what? I follow all sorts of accounts of Britney Spaniel dogs from all around the world. What? Why would I do that? Because I, like I don't Brit- know the answer. Because to I that. like Britney Spaniel dogs. Maybe they people like these guys' butts. But you know one. You see, and, gr- and first of travel all, pictures. You seen one butt. You seen them all. No, no, and that is not true. Well, of whatsoever. these two guys, though, like yeah. how many? I mean, their butts at the Thailand, uh, at the Thai, uh, whatever it was, temple. Any different than their butts at uh, the CN Tower? Like, I don't know. It's still their butts. You just never know. Okay, well, you're the same person who watched uh, a giraffe give birth for six and a half months. A bazillion people out there that, you know, sign up for Kim Kardashian's Twitter account and Instagram account. Who cares about those? I guess. Right? Okay, so let's go back to being on the same page and being absolutely indignant about the fact that (laughs) when you're traveling in somebody else's country, travel with respect, travel with decorum, and be at least, have a cursory understanding of what their laws might be. Because as soon as I saw the story was Thailand... I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, where does this end? Mm -hmm. Because I'll bet you that's not going to be a ticket. I'll bet you that's a (laughs) ticket to a prison. And sure enough, five years. Some of your texts coming in on this one uh, from Lashburn. I leave Canada. I'm totally aware. I represent the best country in the world, and people who deal with me know that as well. Um, Drayton Valley, Justin, saying, I wish those courtesy rules when visiting another country conveyed back here to Canada as well. We're so friggin' tolerant when people uh, visit here. They do whatever they want, it seems like. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Brad says... Adult coloring books are looking better and better. (laughs) And I think um, Andrew might have mentioned this one, but said, hey, oh boy, I've spent a great deal of time in Thailand, and they will not be kind to people who disrespect their culture. And around the temples is a huge no-no. Even women with bare arms will be turned away. Treat the world like your amusement park. Mm Mm-hmm. Be careful. Always remember where you are and what you're doing. Uh, okay, uh, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, it'll be another episode of How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans Ferentz. He's going to be joining us right after the 3 o'clock news. And still to come on the show, another pair of um, Diana Krall tickets for you to win. We'll have that much more on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Stick around. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.